Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Hooked on Homeschool. I am so excited to share with you my next guest. Her name is Mel, and she has been a homeschool mom of two kids, and then she has another child in private school. But what's going to make this conversation unique and different is she's actually going to talk about some things that she is doing to help moms, whether you are homeschooling, thinking about homeschooling, or your kids are actually just going to public school or a Christian school. She has a degree in mental health, and she helps moms with anxiety and different things. And with so much going on in the world today, I can't imagine nobody having anxiety, right? This is, this is a time where we all need to really feel at peace with ourselves so we can, so we can help our children and, and raise them so that they're going through this world and, and they understand the things that they need to do. And we are helping them and we're not, you know, fearful or, or stressed about it. Right. So anyway, she is way more talented on this subject than I am. So I'm going to let her speak. So I'm going to introduce to Mrs. Mel. Hi friends. Are you ready to homeschool, but you're just not sure how to begin? Do you feel overwhelmed or frustrated with the public school and noticing that your child is constantly struggling or falling behind? Are you ready to say goodbye to that hectic and stressful weekday schedule and embrace a completely different approach? Do you find that your child is exhausted from those long days at school, followed by hours of homework at night? And are you constantly experiencing stress and overwhelm as a result? I'm here to share some great news with you. There is a better way, and it's called homeschooling. Experience quiet and peaceful mornings again. How about instilling a sense of joy and excitement for learning in your child? Witness their true passions unfold as you go on this fulfilling journey together. Welcome to Hooked on Homeschool. I am Dawn Janowitz, a homeschool mom, wife, podcaster, and online course creator. And I want to give you the clarity, the confidence, the freedom, and all the strategies to show you that it is possible to create an amazing homeschool experience that works for both you and your kids. So come on, ladies, let's go from hot mess express to fierce and fun, and let's get hooked on homeschool. Hi, Mel. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so excited to have you on my show today because I think a lot of parents struggle with stress and anxiety about whether they've made the decision to homeschool. This isn't just about like wanting to homeschool. This is this is just anxiety about in general, right? Like, you know, just raising kids or stress maybe from our husband, our jobs, our life. So I thought this would be such a great episode to have someone on here that knows she is a homeschool mom, but she also has a degree in mental health. So she has some programs on her website to help moms get through their anxiety. So I'm just going to kind of let, let her talk about what she does and how she can help you. We will have links for you on the show. If you like everything she has to say, you can do her programs, you can get her worksheets and really create a better home life for you and for your children. Because if we're stressed, they, our children feel it and the whole cycle starts. So Mel, go ahead and tell us who you are, what you do, and we'll get right into it. Great. Thank you. I'm Mel Kistner. I was a licensed clinical professional counselor years ago before God called me to homeschool. I saw children, adolescents, adults, um, saw a lot of teenagers and adults with anxiety disorders, mood disorders, uh, but kind of everything, ADHD, uh, autism spectrum. So I was working as a 
a therapist. My background was in art, in art therapy, and then God kind of just had the road to become a clinical therapist. And we were praying about what to do about our kids' school. So God called me to homeschool. I did both at the same time for a little while. And then I stopped, you know, seeing clients. It was just a lot with homeschool. And then, you know, just focused on my art. I'm also a painter and I have visual reminders of hope and truth and it goes right along with some of the things that I am passionate about. And so I was doing that while homeschooling. And I was surprised by how many of my counseling skills and tools I used as a homeschooler, because obviously as a mom, we use these skills, right? We want our kids to have healthy emotional regulation and be able to have good mental health. But as a homeschooler, you have this whole other set of things that are coming into play, you know, the responsibility of their education and all the curriculum and all of the you know different kinds of learners that you might have. And so juggling that was a lot. And then I had a son with some mental health struggles sometimes. And so, and then I myself had uh, some panic attacks when my progesterone was low. So it just put me on this journey. And now that I have two in college, God over the last few years has just called me to help more with people with anxiety. I mean, now the rates were pre-pandemic, one in five dealing with some kind of anxiety that is significant. And uh, now they think it's more like one in three people. So it's just huge. And I'm super passionate about whole person care, really looking at the physical aspects. I know with my son and myself, that was a huge piece of it, that we experience anxiety physically. So I'm passionate about helping people kind of look at all the areas. I can feel it in your voice. You can tell that this is something that you really enjoy and that you love and that you also understand. And I think like, like being someone's counselor, I can feel, I can feel your energy and feel your love of really wanting to help someone. So explain to us where kids get their anxiety from and also where adults get anxiety from and and what that feeling is and why we have it. Well, I think it's a continuum, right? And some anxiety is normal, right? Some some fears, anticipation, concerns, like these things come up. And what we want to do, especially as Christians, is be able to, you know, experience that, express it, and then give that to the Lord. We see that over and over in Psalms. We see throughout scripture, right, that, you know, people, it's okay to express, even Jesus expressing like, whoa, take this cup from me. But no, now I'm going to surrender my will to yours, God. But what happens, I think, when, you know, we get depleted, especially physically, and we have so much coming at us, so many expectations and so many things, obviously the screens aren't helping and all the cultural things as well, then we get into a state of chronic anxiety and our body just is always kind of in that state of fight or flight and just kind of trying to react. And then we can't you know, calm our systems to think rationally. So obviously there's developmental issues that are going on too, no matter how the kids are. But I know for my son, one thing that might be helpful to hear is that uh, his, when he was a teenager, his B12 was super tanked and we didn't know this, B12, iron, and D. Now B12 is needed for our brain chemicals, our neurotransmitters like serotonin and and dopamine to be produced and maintained. So when we're really depleted with things like B12 and D and our hormones are affected, then 
you know, we get into this physical state of fight or flight where we're in our amygdala and, and we can't think rationally. So when you say to someone who's who's in this constant, overwhelming physical state of anxiety to just pray, just trust God, it cannot, sometimes it's not that helpful. So we need to support our bodies first, right? Get those levels up, have a good diet, exercise, you know, get our bodies supported. And then we can look at, hey, what does the word say about this? How can I look at my thoughts and my emotions? Wow, that is, that is so beautifully said because yeah, first we have to take care of ourselves. We have to understand that our body has to have certain nutrition in order for us to survive and to think. And then all the external things. Then once you get that, if you still have the anxiety, then that's where you come in, right? Because because you can help someone. So if someone's having like we all get anxiety or nervousness, you know, we get excited about specific things. But let's say a mom is constantly having let's say they are homeschooling and they're constantly having anxiety that they're not doing enough. They're feeling guilty because, you know, their friends are, their friends, kids are going to school and they're in all the, doing all these things. They're in these AP classes and your kids are at home with you and you have anxiety that your, your kids aren't doing enough. How, how, what would you say to that mom? How, how do you go through that process? One thing that was, it was kind of surprising about a year ago, I was in a part of a homeschool summit online. And I had to come up with a couple of workshops. And of course, I did stuff on feelings and emotions. But I did one called The Peaceful Homeschooler. And it was surprising, like how many things kind of came out just from my experiences, you know, looking back as a homeschooler, like all these things that sort of get us, like you said, the comparison trap, or just this pressure of being everything, being super mom. And one of the things that I wanted people to do was write down a mission statement for their homeschool. Why did God call you to homeschool? Um, And that may change over time, right? Some things uh, are added to that. But to have that written down and go back to that, because even I think with other homeschoolers, we can get into that. Like, oh, look at what they're doing with all, you know, their kids and look at how they're achieving and, you know, doing all these things and the pressure is real. And then if we have Family members that don't homeschool, you know, they seem to put expectations on us and our kids. Like, you know, our kids have to be awesome at every single subject, which just isn't isn't normal. It's not how God wired us, right? We all have strengths and weaknesses. So there are there are so many pressures. So number one, I would start with writing down why did God call you to homeschool? What are your priorities in that? So that you can go back to that. And that's that rewriting of thoughts. And I do that. I did that as a counselor. I do that as a coach now of just looking at mindset of just like, what are the lies that we're believing that are going through? And how can we have a more positive, truth-based statement prepared in advance so then we can we can go to it? Because again, when we're physically stressed, we're not going to come up with the greatest thought or answer. But when we're calm, it's good to do that work of like, hey, when I got stressed last week and just felt like I was a terrible mom or homeschooler. What, what's underneath that? Like what what was I believing? That I had to do everything? That my kids have to be perfect? You know, just what is it? Right. Where did those thoughts come from that you think you're not doing well? And when you are stressed and have anxiety, then your decisions, they're impacted. The, the I don't want to say the correct decisions, but making decisions is impacted. You might make wrong decisions, right? Is it kind of like a snowball effect? Oh, completely. You know, that's what we were talking about. It's like when you're when you're stuck in that fight or flight, or you're you're not you're not physically your brain isn't 
able to make the best, most rational decisions. So first of all is to support yourself physically, you know, getting a break. And we see that with our kids too. They're having a really hard time. In homeschool, sometimes it's, there's this, you know, thing that comes up of like, pressuring like, no, you're going to finish this math assignment. Like right now, this has to be finished. But just to kind of like be like, ah, you know, take a break. Maybe they need to go run around the yard. Maybe they need a snack. Maybe they need to get their bodies physically restored and then, you know, kind of come back at it. Same thing as moms. Like, what are we doing for ourselves physically? Have we spent time with the Lord, uh, really talking to him, giving these things to him and letting him lead our homeschool day? So looking at, you know, like, hey, where are we at with filling up. So how important is morning time, like meditation, like getting up before your kids? Do you recommend parents do that, have that little bit of time to themselves before they just, you know, what what do you tell, you know, parents about their morning and how that can impact their day? You know, I do, but everybody is different. I actually have a friend who is a Bible teacher and she struggled with that because she's more of a night person and she struggled with guilt that she wasn't a morning uh, devotional person. So Everybody's different, I will say, but I do think it is important before we get running and and going. And also, you know, to have that time where we're getting rooted in truth, our minds are getting rooted in truth, we're giving the day to the Lord. And then when we start our homeschool day, praying with our kids and reading scripture. I know that in middle school and high school, especially when you talk about snowball, like things can just get going and you just get out of that. I know for me, and I had to go back to my mission statement, which was, hey, I want my kids to know and love the Lord and I want them to have strong character. But there were some days I was running the homeschool like I wanted them to be math experts. So I had to just be like, whoa, you know, what is the priority? And sure, we need to get these other things done if they want to achieve goals and, you know, move forward, whatever their goal is after, after high school. But yeah, just taking that time to reset to remind ourselves, like, we need to surrender our own ideas. We need to surrender this day to the Lord before we start. Hi, friends. Are you wanting to homeschool, but you just don't even know where to start? If so, I have got some exciting news to share with you. Did you know that I have a free workshop that will help you get started with homeschooling? Plus, I'll give you valuable tips and insights to help guide you along the way. I invite you to visit Hooked on Homeschool, where I'll teach you how to create an amazing homeschool experience right now. Take this first step towards the incredible journey of homeschooling by visiting hookedonhomeschool.com. And I know not every mom feels that they want their children to be a better person than do better academic, but almost everybody I talk to, they want... Their child, the reason why they've home, chosen homeschool is because they do want them to have that connection with the Lord. They do want them to have a very strong character. And then the academics actually come second. So I think when, when we talk to moms or they're struggling with, oh, my child isn't doing enough, we have to take a step back and say, if I'm yelling at them, if I'm stressed at them, if I'm making them mad at me, is that creating a good character, right? So is there something else we can do together, maybe connect, do something fun, and then get back to the schoolwork? Because sometimes they just don't want to do it, just like with us. You know, there's sometimes the laundry will sit there because we just don't want to do it. So you have to kind of give your child grace that they just don't want to do it at that moment. And 
if you're stressed and yelling at them, that's not teaching them a a behavior to get a good result, right? Or however, I don't know, you probably can say it better than I can. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. I, I had my bad days for sure. My kids can, you know, tell you about them. But yeah, right? Where we do, we just get like pressured, we feel stress of like, uh, just all the things we have to do all the things and just like, right, taking that step back. One thing that came up when when you were saying that was also needing to know when we need extra support. I mean, I think it was, I don't know if it was seventh or eighth grade. But I was just like, I need to outsource math here. Because it is just with one of my kids just causing conflict, you know, day after day. And when we did that, she took math somewhere else and everything else was at home. It was great because then I was support again. I was help again. And someone else was saying, you got to get this done. <laughs> so it's also good to know whether they're in a, you know, a hybrid school or we're just taking one class or they do something online. Sometimes it's good to, or, you know, you partner with it. When the kids were younger, we had our own little co-op and, you know, we let moms take the lead on certain things. So however you do it, sometimes it's good just to, you know, take a step back and say, you know what? I think maybe we need help in this one area to kind of relieve the conflict. Another thing is I do this, I did this with clients and also, you know, with people I work with and then just with family. I did this in my own family of having a written list of each person's character traits, positive character qualities. And I do a strengths and a traits list because we're in this culture where strengths, what you're good at doing is so overvalued and we forget like, hey, who did God create you to be? You're you're creative, you're generous, you're patient, you're kind, you're thoughtful, you're optimistic or, you know, whatever it is. And it was interesting as I was doing them for my own kids, how different those lists were. And, you know, I had a list, maybe 15 words and yeah, just giving that to them. And it's so powerful. Like when they get that, we did that for family members one Christmas of just coming up three words for each person. But it's it's powerful because it's like, I see you. I see who you are. I see who God created you to be. And what you do is an offering to him. It's it It's not going to define your character and who you are. So that's, I think, something that I would recommend. Exactly. Like sitting down, what are your strengths? I actually have a a course on homeschool and we go through that where I talk about what are your strengths and look at that in your child and, and, and create those more instead of just looking at the weaknesses. Because if your child is struggling in math, yeah, just go ahead and get a tutor, do something. Don't, don't have that struggle with them every day because they'll probably win (laughs) and you will be overwhelmed and overloaded. And you'll wonder why in the world, why is the homeschool not working? Why, why are you failing as a parent? But it's just, it's okay. It's okay to get help from someone else. I'm on a a Facebook group and there's a lot of moms, a lot of new moms on there. And they really struggle with when their child doesn't want to do something because we think that they have to, and that they should, and their kid just doesn't want to do it. So what do you, what do you have to say to the the moms out there that are struggling with that? Because that seems to be someone will mention it and they'll get 500 comments. I mean, and it was posted three hours ago and you're just like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, there's a lot, I I guess a former counselor, I can say there's a a lot of possible things, right? It could be. So, you know, first we want to rule out, like you said, like I was saying before, the physical, we want to rule out any learning issues that are going on. You know, sometimes I, I talk about this, um, one of the things that motivates negative behavior is a feeling of inadequacy. 
And so sometimes it comes out in one area, but actually it's from something else. And whether it's social or academic, maybe there's something that is happening in your homeschool or in the child's life where they're feeling inadequate and then they they kind of come out in this other area and get more powerful and controlling because it kind of balances that. So it's it's this discovery, right, as moms, as parents of, okay, what's what's motivating this behavior? So I think it's important and I can't speak to everything that could possibly be motivating it because sometimes there's some issues going on with the child. But for the most part in parenting, you know, there are things that our kids do have to do and we want them to be able to be obedient, right, to tasks that are set before them. But there's a lot of ways that we can accomplish that. And, and some sometimes, you know, I did have parents. So I, I do, when my kids were younger, I did set up behavior charts. It was, and I did positive stuff. But I always tell families to, ha- to create it with your kids. Don't create something and be like, well, this is the consequence if you don't do this. Just say, hey, you know what? As part of homeschool, we have to accomplish, a, you know, some of these things. And I noticed there's some behaviors. And so what do you think would be a good consequence? Or what do you think would be a good reward if we're having a time? And I found working with families, this was so effective. You know, and my kids, my very first year of homeschool, I'm like, I'm going to need something because I'm not organized and I'm going to need something. They wanted to go to Rainforest Cafe. They wanted to earn Rainforest Cafe. So I remember our very first year, they were little. And it was helpful because we had like a chart, like, hey, finish work. Smiley face, good attitude, smiley face. And they had to have a number of those. And then we got we got to the reward. So sometimes those are helpful. Also, I think partnering with your kids, they have this idea that when kids get a certain age, they got to do their homework and schoolwork all by themselves because they should know how to do this. And I think sometimes just coming alongside and, and partnering with them, the goal is learning. The goal isn't like doing a million tasks. And also maybe give them less tasks. Like, if you give them 10 pages and they're ju- just say, you know what, how many pages would you like to do? And they might say four and you say, okay, just do four today and then we'll make it up tomorrow. Yeah. Or, you know, explain what happened in that book orally to me or just talk to me about it. And Or you tell me what you want to write. I'll write it down because sometimes they're just, you know, fatigued in something. And I did Brave Writer for a couple of years as our English curriculum and that's something that she she had that I learned from her that was so helpful of just there's just this longer partnership that you can have at homeschool. And it's it's so helpful for some kids to know that like, yeah, no, you're going to get there. You're going to get there by the time high school's over. You're going to be able to write an essay. But right now, I can write something down for you. And yeah, don't get into that comparison model that you should be writing this many words. So-and-so can do it. And Comparing is is really the worst because your, your child will get it and don't create friction between you and your child because this other person can do it. Create the relationship, right? Because that's what you're trying to create by homeschooling them, making them have good character and, and learning how to how to ebb and flow with, with different things throughout the day, right? We don't we're not standing over them. Yeah, picking, choosing what time. Yeah, picking, choosing what what time they're going to do this task, choosing where they're going to do it. You know, I had ones that were, I want to do this outside. I want to do this here. Or like, hey, let's all pick up. We're all going to the library. We're going to do stuff. You know, just kind of changing things up. We have the power to do that. But 
sometimes we get in these ruts where all of a sudden we're doing things just like traditional school. And I had to wake myself up from that and just be like, wait a minute, I, I have the freedom to do these. And then when we get back to the strengths, using your kids' strengths and your own strengths in homeschool. Like I w- I'm an artist, so I was creative. So we did a lot of lap books and that was fun. But, you know, whatever the strength is of your child, use that in some of the assignments. You know, they love to build. Hey, how could you express that with building instead of writing this time? And this will all create a positive environment, reduce stress, reduce anxiety. So tell us what you have to offer moms. What is your website? What are some things that you have that people can have some resources? Well, a couple of years ago, I just felt like God was leading me to create a course, both because, as I mentioned before, I'm super passionate about anxiety being experienced physically and, you know, looking at the body, but also this using at the same time the spiritual weapons that we have, because the Bible tells us that the battle is not only against flesh and blood, right? And in Ephesians 6, we we have spiritual weapons that we can use. So I, um, in my course, it's called Face Fear and Find Freedom. I kind of take people through, you know, what are some skills and things that I would do as when I was a counselor to equip? And we start with a firm foundation. What does the word say? And what is your identity in Christ? Really knowing the word and knowing who you are so that when we get to the place where we do, I help. I help people rewrite automatic thoughts and look at those false beliefs and things like that. We have truth that we're we're going back to uh, so we can recognize those. So it's kind of a mix of, you know, looking at the, you know, spiritual weapons, our relationship. Yeah. Looking at fight or flight, looking at those things like hormones, vitamins, food, you know, things, uh, chronic medical conditions that might be impacting our body's ability to, you know, respond well to anxiety. And then I do look at, we use some traditional techniques and things. So just teaching people like, how do you capture, how do you transform your minds? You can transform your minds. So. And you have like worksheets and workbooks and stuff, all that on your website. Yeah. The the course has a workbook and, and that, and then I started a Christian mental health coaching, which I'm super excited about. I started doing that and then also becoming a, a Christian life coach because I just love helping people be forward focused, like, hey, where am, where am I now? And not living with this chronic level of anxiety, like, hey, maybe I've been to a counselor, maybe I've gotten some good advice from a pastor. I don't know how to integrate that all and really walk into what God's calling me to do. So that's what I'm really passionate about. Well, Mel, I love, I love this entire conversation. It looks like you, well, I know that you're so passionate about this and I know so many people are needing this. We don't have to walk alone. We, we can have people there with us and just like a life coach, you know, just to help us through, make these decisions that we're just not sure, you know, which way to go. So what is the the name of your website where everyone can find all of this? Uh, Melkisner.com. And she's my name, Melkisner.com. Yep. And along the top, I have a section called mental health. And I have things in there. I do have a workbook for kids that a lot of homeschoolers have gotten to kind of, you know, help kids with emotional expression and development, things like that. But all of those things are on there. And now you can do a free call with me, consult call. That's there to schedule just to kind of talk about like, yeah, is is coaching right for you or do you need counseling or something else? But I'm happy to talk with people. 
Wonderful. Well, I will have all that information in the show notes. People could just click on it, get a hold of you. I think people would just do so well with your services. I think that you are so passionate about what you do. So thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, thank you. I just want to mention too that I do have a free resource, a free guide that is on there as well for Christians with anxiety. That's super helpful too and kind of starts them on a path of like, how do I use scriptures to kind of transform my mind? All right, guys, go to her website, get her freebie, get the process started. We are, we don't have to do this alone. No. And there is freedom. You can have freedom from anxiety. Yes, exactly. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Hi, friend. Before you go, I want to thank you for listening. And if you found this podcast helpful, I would truly be grateful if you could just take a moment and leave me a five-star review. Your review will help me improve and reach more listeners who could benefit from homeschooling. Until next time, keep exploring and discovering new ways to make your homeschooling a fun and enjoyable experience. Happy homeschooling!